Freedom of speech. Fundamental rights. Freedom of uh, conscience. Academic freedom. Freedom of press. And the right to listen. You're listening to So To Speak, the free speech podcast brought to you by FIRE, the foundation for individual rights in education. I'm Tim Devine. I'm Aaron Dunn. And I'm Baird Miller. And you're listening to So To Speak, the free speech podcast. We are the interns at FIRE. It's a foundation for individual rights in education. We're at the office in Philadelphia. Our office is right across the street from Independence Hall, the birthplace of the United States of America. As the interns here at FIRE, we will be hosting the podcast this week. We're taking over because Nico's in New York and the interns, they've usurped the throne. So there was a poll that came out from the museum that looked at Americans' perceptions of free speech, and it found that Americans were generally supportive of free speech and as like an abstract philosophical concept, but once they started being asked questions about specific examples, people changed their tune and weren't so supportive. So we're going to go test these polls out. Yeah, we're going to go right next to Liberty Bell and Independence Hall and ask people what they think about freedom of speech. And then we'll hit them with some examples, see, see what they think about those. Afterward, we're going to come back upstairs to talk to Will, the VP of Fire, to talk about what everybody said. I always feel like Fred Astaire walking across this floor. voice sounds when I'm recorded. Really? Like every time I, I like go back. All right. We're at uh, the intersection of Market Street and Fifth Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm looking at the Independence Visitor Center. It's got uh, red, white, and blue bunting on it today for the 4th of July weekend. And people are walking around. They're clearly from all over the world. There are women in saris. There's a guy who uh, is driving a a buggy uh, who has a top hat on. There's a guy hawking water. Uh, It's always a little iffy when you're walking up to people with a a microphone in your hand. Hi, I'm doing a podcast. Love to hear your point of view for a minute. Hi, excuse me? Hi. Can I ask you guys a couple questions? No? All right. Do you have 30 seconds to answer a couple questions? That's fine. Uh, where are you from? I'm from Philadelphia. Miami. Mount Laurel. Austin, Texas. Jupiter. Baltimore. Bogota, Colombia. Columbus, Ohio. Denver. California. Chicago. New York, actually. Do you think freedom of speech protection should be applied to all citizens of the United States? I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Do you support free speech for everyone? Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very much so. As long as they respect everybody else's opinions to have free, free speech as well. I do as long as it doesn't promote violent action. If there are any limits, do you, what do you think those limits are? We should have the right to say what we want, but at the same time you need to have respect for others. I know if I feel very strongly or passionate about something, I'm going to voice that. But what I won't do, I won't voice it in a way where it'll hurt someone else. Do you think the government should punish someone who says something racist or sexist? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that if you're saying uh, a speech, you're not allowed or, I don't know, to say something against a kind of people, a kind of group of, of people. I think it's negative. I think there's like a certain like area where you draw the line when it comes to freedom of speech. I think there should be some kind of... Um, a moral compass to it yes I do in the realm if it's not uh, invading on someone 
personal security. Do you think there's a limit to free speech in this country? Do you think that there should be a limit on it? Um, I think in certain circumstances, possibly. I think free speech is a good thing and it is an American thing. But if it's hateful speech, I think there might be some limitation around that. Do you think in general colleges respect free speech? I don't think they do because I, there's still, you know, that's, there's, you know, a time limit and then also, you know, if something's disrespectful, they, they'll they shut they'll, it down. Yeah, they shut it down. I don't, I don't think they do either. I think that they, they feel like they're a university, so they have the rights to, to, to say things to their students and confine their students. Right, they don't Totally. Not, I mean, not totally. They've got, they've got freedom, but not, not like, not like the rest of us who are not in college. Do you think that the government should punish people who burn the American flag? No. Yeah, that's a little disrespectful, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) In America, there's a lot of contention, controversy over people burning the American flag. Is that that something you think that people should be allowed to do? No. (laughs) I don't think so. I think you you have to be respectful with the your country or the country that you live. Do you think that the government should punish people who burn the American flag? Now I, I don't know if you're get I don't know if you would label that under freedom of speech. Um, I guess that you, I, I don't think like jail time or anything like that. But if you're burning something in like the American flag in the street, um, you know that's kind of a that's more of a safety thing too. Not alone. I mean, you're disgracing the country that's allowing you to live here. Um, so I don't understand that. But so you shouldn't be punished for your freedom of expression, but just be punished for putting others in harm's way. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, you're lighting a fire in the street. Would I be mad if I saw that? Yeah, but I, I don't think you're gonna start throwing people in jail because they're, they having a, a feeling. But do you think that? An organization like the Ku Klux Klan should be able to hold a rally right outside of state capitol? Again, we're crossing that boundary of respect. And, you know, we also have the the Westboro Baptist Church people who decide that they want to come and say whatever they want. Um, You know, you have a right to say whatever you want, you do. But maybe there's also should be times and places where you can say them. I feel that there should be some kind of moral compass where people cannot protest outside of a funeral within a certain distance. So maybe there be a 500 foot or a thousand foot distance around that would protect the family from bad comments. The Klan, like do you think they're, they should be allowed to march in the streets of let's say Philadelphia down Broad Street if they yes. wanted to? They shouldn't be allowed to? No. Okay. What if uh say a student at a, at a public university um, wants to hold a rally of, for neo-Nazis on campus. Do you think the campus should let that happen? No, I do not. Should the Klan be allowed to, the Ku Klux Klan be allowed to protest on like a public university campus? <laughs> yes, they should. They have, they have the same rights as everybody else. Freedom of speech, that's, that's cool but they do not have the right to incite violence, I think. Um, Unfortunately, that is part of the freedom of speech. I may not agree with it. Um, I dogmatically disagree with it. However, they do have that freedom of speech. 
Um, my, my personal opinion, I would because I know what they represent and what they stand for, mm -hmm. I would say it shouldn't. But once again, we live in a free world, a free country, so they are allowed to do that within means if that's what the government is allowing them to do. But just personally and me, you know, they shouldn't be because they don't represent anything that's good and positive. It's a lot of hate from for one particular race. Uh, do you think colleges should be allowed to expel students for saying racist or sexist things? I don't know if expulsion would be something because like you, if you were to do that, there's so many kids that do make those remarks. So you'd be expelling a large majority of people. But I do believe there maybe should be some punishment for it because it's, it's a form of bullying and definitely isn't, isn't right. One of the things that's come up recently in the news is people supporting the Confederate flag and being and flying that as private citizens. Is that something that you would support? I would not because the Confederate flag has a history of violence towards uh, people of color, specifically black people. Um, it was used to promote the uh, enslavement of African-American individuals who were forced here. So in that instance, I would not say that the Confederate flag uh, is a, falls under the free speech category because it's a, a symbol of a very violent past. So in America, we like to say that people have the right to assemble and such things like that. But what about groups like the KKK or neo-Nazi groups? Should they also have the right to protest in front of our state capitals, for example? Everybody should have the right to protest. It's freedom of speech. Like it or hate it, that's what our principles were based on our country. So it's just the way it is. Uh, if you start amending the freedom of speech or any other amendment or whatever, it's it's not good because that's not what everybody died for this country for. All right, so we're back from uh, getting those interviews uh, and I'm looking over uh, the shoulder of, of Will Creeley here. I see Independence Hall right outside the window. Will Creeley is a vice president here at FIRE uh, and we're going to have a conversation with him about what we, what we learned. We sure are. Thanks, Tim. It's fun to be here. It's post Fourth of July weekend, but we've got a lot to talk about. Thinking about the folks you spoke with, did you leave I mean, we're all free speech advocates here, right? We believe in the naive, maybe uniquely American, maybe uh, radically optimistic ideal of free speech. Um, but did you leave optimistic yourselves about the folks you spoke with and their understanding of free speech? I was very surprised at the percentage of people who, Although they didn't like the speech, they were willing to protect the speech of those they hated. Maybe we were talking to different people because I definitely ran into those who said that there was a restriction on free speech and that there were limits and that they were willing to maybe support free speech in the abstract and say, you know, yes, I do believe in free speech for everyone. But as soon as you started asking specifics, they said, you know, that's too far. So when you went out to talk to folks on the street, you were prompted by this recent poll uh, from the museum that demonstrates some interesting discrepancies in attitudes about free speech along, for example, uh, age. So did your experiences talking to folks back that up? Did you find older people more sympathetic towards free speech ideals and younger people differently? And I'm also curious if you observed any other kind of discrepancies. Now, I know that you are not getting any kind of scientific sample size out there, but just curious as to whether different folks reacted in different ways in a way that you could discern. 
So based on the people who I talked to, I would say that older folks definitely did have kind of a, a quicker reaction to say, yes, free speech is important. When I would give some examples, maybe of flying the Confederate flag or the KKK organizing a march, they'd you know say, oh, I don't really like that, but I, I'm definitely going to support that right for even speech that I personally find distasteful to, to be a part of our society. Whereas when I talked to some younger folks, um, I heard more of the lines that we're hearing out of America's colleges. Well, that's hurtful. That's something that really offends people. That's something that makes people feel uncomfortable. It's something that makes people feel unwelcome. That's not good for society. And I, I think that maybe that's a product of you know young people hearing these things on college campuses or maybe learning them when they're in high school. But I also I also think it might be a product of an older generation having lived through a time when free speech and the ability of groups protesting for civil rights, for example, or to end the Vietnam War, really made use of their free speech and First Amendment rights and saw drastic change as a result. Other folks, Tim, Baird, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's funny because when when I was growing up in my house, we had a saying, you might have heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. I say that to my cousins who are only five years younger than me, They're like, what are you talking about? Words can hurt. The people who I talked to, the younger people I talked to, they were much quicker to self-censor. Here I think is the inherent problem with asking people about their views on free speech. Because everybody who says, yes, I'm pro-free speech, has a short list of things they don't include when when they say that. And sometimes that list only includes things that the law includes, like obscenity, Uh, properly defined, like child pornography, um, like like a threat against somebody that is uh, specific and uh, maybe part of a criminal act. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that list also involves what people talk about, like hate speech or, uh, you know, even just being rude. so it's hard, I think, uh, and that's maybe the issue with the poll, and that's the reason we were asking more than just do you support free speech, to get a clear answer, because the line has to be drawn somewhere, and it's unclear to people where. Did anybody mention hate speech, that elusive concept that we talk about here at FIRE quite a bit? I did talk about hate speech, and I asked people, do you think people should be expelled from college campuses for saying hateful things? Do you think the government should punish offensive speech. And maybe I got a strange sample size, but just about everyone I talked to said, no, the government should not decide what is and what is not accepted. So, you know, one of the people who I asked, well, are there some words that should be banned on college campuses? And the response I got was, yeah, there are. You know, there are some things that don't belong in that university community. And I think that is addressing exactly what you're talking about with an understanding of hate speech or what we would probably consider to be a misunderstanding of how that is legally defined and how that can be enforced. More civics education. Again, the answer. <laughs> well, uh, Erwin Chemerinsky, uh, noted constitutional scholar and uh, dean of UC Hastings School of Law, had a great column a couple months ago. We linked it on the FIRE website. You can check it out on our blog, The Torch. Uh, and in the piece, Chemerinsky basically makes the argument that what we need are widely understood definitions 
of the exceptions to free speech. I mean, if everybody walked around understanding what was and what was not actionable harassment, we'd be in a better place in terms of uh, understanding where our rights to free speech begin and end. And boy, I find that pretty persuasive. So go check that out on our blog, The Torch. Okay, flag burning. Fourth of July weekend, maybe the apex in our national appreciation for the flag. I've got an almost two-year-old son. He is obsessed with flags. He actually fell asleep holding small flags. That's adorable. It was adorable. We put it on Instagram, hashtag not posed. It's a real <laughs> thing. Um, so do people feel differently about the flag? Well, the, uh, from what you heard, one of the people who I talked to did feel differently that the flag was something that you know you should respect, that should be venerated as a national symbol, and that that sets it apart from other modes of expression and other things that you know people might choose to engage in. And I think that you know maybe on the Fourth of July there is a patriotic, there is some patriotic sentiment, and there, I mean, there was recently a incident that happened that I think Reason Magazine wrote about, wrote about fairly extensively where a young man was actually arrested for burning the American flag on the 4th of July. And the fact that that's something that's still going on in America truly demonstrates to me that there isn't this understanding of the protection even accorded to something that a lot of Americans might view as reprehensible as burning our own flag. Um, in the 40s, even the Supreme Court went back and forth uh, with itself on whether people should be asked to salute the flag. So the idea of flag burning as protected speech um, is really divisive. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that Scalia writing the decision for Texas v. Johnson, which declared the constitutionality of flag burning, he said, I know I'm making the right choice because I hate it. Ah, uh, so this is why Fire has perhaps the best interns <laughs> in the country, possibly the globe. They're citing cases at me. I'm Fire's Vice President of Legal and Public Advocacy. They're, they're bringing the cases. I love it. We haven't even got to that in our reading yet. That's great work. I'm hearing a lot more of the, well, I may disagree with what you say, but it's a free country. Go ahead. Then I thought I would. I thought you guys were going to come back with stories like, yeah, people think that, you know, not only should you not be able to voice ideas that are unpopular, but you should be arrested. I mean, I just was kind of bracing myself for something much more uh, doom and gloom in terms of people's understanding of free speech. Well, you have to remember, we're in Philadelphia, not on a college campus right here. I mean, we're here at Center City and not, you know, up at Swarthmore or uh, UPenn's campus. And I think that that maybe does make the difference because I've, I'm a college student. The other interns here sitting next to me are college students. And from talking to people around my campus, and I know that if I did this, and I've done similar things to this on my campus, that what you would hear is a lot more of what you feared that we would have heard past week when we were out doing this. Okay, let me issue a challenge to any listeners to this podcast who are college students. Repeat this experiment. Get yourself a microphone or just use your cell phone if you have one. And get out there and ask every fourth person who walks past your quad. I think all colleges are required to have a quad or something, right? And find out what people think and send it back to us. That'd be fascinating to hear. This podcast is produced by Nico Perino and Fire Summer interns Aaron Dunn, Baird Miller, and me, Tim Devine. 
So to Speak is edited by Aaron Reese and Chris Maltby. For more information about the show, follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash freespeechtalk or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can email us feedback at so to speak at the fire.org or call in a question for a future show at 215-315-0100. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tune in two weeks from now for a first of its kind interview with Kelly Carlin, Rain Pryor, and Kitty Bruce. They are the daughters of comedy legends George Carlin, Richard Pryor, and Lenny Bruce. We'll be talking with them at the Helium Comedy Club in downtown Philadelphia before the release later this month of Can We Take a Joke, a fire-supported documentary about what happens when comedy, censorship, and outrage culture collide. For more information about the movie, you can visit canwetakeajoke.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.